Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. I think you can both make it out. Artist picks up on it first, of course, but Darwin just moments later. And as Leopold steps out and these three animal-like humanoids step in front of him in his hand, that shard you see glistens as the light hits it. And it is a shard of Brumble's mantle. All right. Aranus, you stand at Ezebeth's foot. Veil still trapped under her claw. Darvin, Sir Carl, and an air elemental at your side as Leopold slowly approaches with that same confidence that he had before. This time, he's accompanied by three human-animal hybrids, the wasp, the toad, and the rat. He carries a shard of Brumble's mantle, and he certainly means you and anybody else harm what do you do uh yeah uh i focus on one thing at a time i try to get bail out okay i I like single mind focus first problem first get veil (laughs) go ahead i can't focus on more than one thing at once can't do it all right give me that athletics check got a 19 19 is enough Yay! <laughs> i did something guys <gasps> after almost countless attempts veil is yanked out from under Elizabeth's claw and they lay on the ground just half out of it covered in well the liquidy snowy blood of that tiger aracocra creature anything else you'd like to do arnis Wait, isn't that my whole turn? You have a bonus action or a movement if you want. Uh, I don't know if this is Veil or Snow Veil. You don't know Snow Veil exists. I don't know Snow Veil exists. So I don't know what to do. If I assume sure. that this is real Veil, I'm going to try to heal them. That's Okay, go ahead and roll your healing. I feel like this is going to be a waste. But <laughs> I don't know it's not them. Or it might not be them. It's going to be Healing Word because I already used my action to pull them out. So, mm-hmm. okay. So that's nine. Okay. Max. Max is good. Ooh, max heal. All right. 
what's going to happen is that Vale is going to take nine points of healing. And then, I don't know, Chris, how does how does Vale react to getting some health? You're not like getting up at this point, but like, is there something you say or like, do you put your one thumb up in the air? Like, how does Vale react uh, to getting some health? Vale's going to check their wounds, notice they're healed, realize it's Arnis, and then look at the dragon, realize it's a black dragon, and be like, fuck this bitch. Let's do this. Okay. Because she just we'll tried to squish me. And she will probably try again, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I see Vale is still responding, just as always. Oh, Arnis, before we end your turn, anything you want to tell Sir Carl? Not yet. Okay. Darvin, Vale has been pulled free of Elizabeth's claw. Leopold and his new gang approach. How close are they? Say about 30 feet. Vale is more focused on Elizabeth. Sure seems to be. I think you've seen the look on Vale's face of, I'm going to stab that person real good before. Mm. So, Darvin, what's it going to be? I don't know. I don't, don't, don't want to attack as Well, if, uh, if you intend on attacking, those are your... Uh, the fighting around throughout the rest of Capris has slowed down a lot after Elizabeth's fear and breath attacks. Killed a lot of the, uh, the people popping out of that crater. May have gotten some innocent folk. Difficult to tell at this point, but there's not a whole lot of other fighting going on right now, just because, yeah, Elizabeth has been focusing. Got you. They really want to pit the two against each other. I just can't figure out how to do it. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, like, I feel like I should be able to direct her attention toward him. Well, she's a sentient, reasonable creature. Yeah, but if I tell her, if I ask her to attack him, she's not going to do it. I have to make her think it's her idea. idea. It's it's true. She's not normally the most cooperative person. So I would need reverse reverse psychology. psychology. I could just ask her her not to attack attack him. (laughs) You could. Do you want to? Actually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to say, hey, Elizabeth, I know that you're like dead set on burning the hell out of anything that comes from that crater, but please don't attack that guy over there. And I'm going to point over at Leopold. Um, roll persuasion, Darvin. 15. Okay, 15. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not she falls for the reverse psychology or not. So she's going to roll. I think that's insight. Do, 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 do. Um, that is a three on the die. <laughs> she, she did not see through your clever ruse. So she's... She looks at you and she's like, who are you to tell me what to do? I'll deal with them and with you and with anybody else that comes out of that hole as I see fit. Anything else you'd like to do, Darvin? No, that's it for now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's Chris's turn. We are now with Iolana and then Gentle Breeze right after. So Iolana, still frightened inside the hotel with your icy sheen. What are you doing? Ilana stands with her back to the wall next to the door, fearful and frustrated. And there's a surge of blue psychic energy that races from her brain to her soul blades as they grow brighter. And she powers them up because she wants to hit something. I like it. I'm going to pump seven points into those blades and give them a plus four to hit. Ow, I'm scared. But you, so are you. So (laughs) let's deal with that one first. 
Oh man, I want to hit something with these right now. Okay, let's see. Gentle Breeze still has their was their command was to go help get Vale. So help Gentle Breeze vale. is out by Elizabeth right now and protect Vale. So that will continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna roll my uh, my fear save. Going big again. Going big or staying in the hotel. <laughs> hey, that's a 19 on the die. Woo! Ooh, finally, not afraid. So that's. Uh, yeah, that's everybody. Uh, no more fear there in the party. On your next turn, you'll actually be able to go out there and fight something. Uh, whether or not that's Ezabeth, that's totally your call. All right. Gentle breeze. What are they doing? See, their command was to defend Vale. So they're going to kind of hover or float on the air towards them and take up a, a yeah, they're going to take up a defensive position. They're going to take the defend action next to them. So they're protecting okay. themselves, but putting themselves between the harm that's coming out of the pit and Vale. All right. Up next is Elizabeth. And I really want her to recharge her breath weapon right now. No, thank you. Scott's going to roll a one. Scott's I'm going to roll a five. Damn it. Which means she does recharge her breath weapon. Um, But she also has Darwin's reverse psychology. Don't you tell me what to do bullshit ringing in her head. (laughs) So what does she want to do? There's a lot of them. Well, now that she's not pinning Vale down with a claw anymore. Actually, yeah, I like this a lot. She doesn't feel like moving because she has her breath weapon back. So what she's going to do, she's going to fire her acid breath at the four creatures that just came out of the pit. I'm going to roll some deck saves. Um, That's a, oh, that's a two on the die. That one's failing. Uh, That's a 13. That might do. 11, that's probably enough. Okay. Those are some piss poor rolls. I need to have physical dice. I roll better with physical dice. So that's Toad. Definitely not. Rat. Definitely not. Where's my Wasp? There's my Wasp. Definitely not. Okay. Ezabeth unleashes a blast of acid at all four of them. And none of them can get out of range in time. Um, not quite but her acid breath does 60 damage it's six zero and this looks horrific as all four of them just start slowly melting down on different parts of them the frog is like the whole right side of the frog creature has melted away and it is slowly tipping over and falling down to the ground. The wasp, the center torso gets burned away and all the limbs and the head and the wings just fall down in a little pile with a puddle growing around them. The rat's legs get taken away and Leopold probably fares the best out of any of the four. And he looks droopy. Like what's a good analogy here? Like imagine a creature made of sap and then you just heat it up and it just all starts to (laughs) it's not meant to be funny but thank you 
the it was the sound. The sound was funny. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Arnis and Darwin, you see Leopold, this really big muscular guy with the tattoos and the sharpened teeth and the claws on his fingernails. God, and now that's all just starting to like melt down and you see okay. his teeth starting to melt and okay. like his arms stretching down towards the ground as he's okay. losing cohesion. And he's very mad. Okay, that's terrifying. Thanks for that. I didn't want to sleep tonight anyway. It's fine. Hey, I didn't want to either. <laughs> ha ha. Okay. And then it is their turn. And Leopold is just going to act off of instinct. I think at this point, Darwin and Arnis, you can definitely see that none of those four creatures are flesh and bone. They're all made out of something else. You, yeah, you guys were in the grayscape. Yeah, those are all definitely grayscape creatures. That's not like Leopold's actual body. It's not like actually resurrected. It's whatever happened in there. Snow Leopold. Yeah, Snow Leopold. I think at this point, Leopold is going to do what comes naturally to him as a Tamani, what comes naturally to him as a snow creature, and what comes magically from the shard. So he is stumbling, trying not to lose cohesion, and he grips that shard in his hand tightly, and his hand just kind of oozes down around it, and it glows brighter, and it starts pulling up the other three creatures and they all just flood into him and you thought he was ugly before because okay. now he has like melted wasp wings he's got this stinger on his backside he's got a wide gaping mouth like a toad and rat like ears and fuzz growing off of him and he's grown about a size. Uh, he's about 13 feet tall now. So if you wanted more nightmare fuel, I oh. got you. Gee, thanks. So kind. And he continues to approach. Arnis, what would you like to do? Oh, God, I, um, I'm just trying to figure out if any one of us has actually attacked Azabeth yet. Nailed it. On, no. Only Iolana. Iolana did. Exactly. Nobody else oh. has attacked Elizabeth, just Iolana. And she's only done it with mind powers. Um, I don't want to run away, but I have instructions. Oh, wow. You're going to do that now? I don't okay. know what to, like, okay, I guess, uh, I guess we should take out Leopold. Yeah. <sighs> I want to do something that's going to be helpful. I feel like attacking Elizabeth is just like doomed to fail. You don't have to attack Elizabeth. Leopold's gone full Oh, Megatron over there. So, no, that's Megatron right reference. I was going full Megazord. That's it. That's there. We go. I was looking for the Power Rangers reference and missed it. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Um, I mean, if you want to listen to your mom, that's fine. Um, well, I mean, I do. If need you want to, to take care of business here? I do, but I, 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 I must make Leopold deaded again. So here's what we're going to do. How far away is he? 15 feet. He approached as he was doing that horrific combining act. Cool. Uh, I feel like there's got to be more I can do, but I'm just going to... He's made of snow. Uh, I'm going to cast Firebolt. 
cast away. Uh, I got a 16. That is not quite enough. Yeah. He doesn't dodge out of the way. As the firebolt comes, his chest just opens up and it passes through and then it closes back. That's creepy, bro. Yeah, this is not meant to be pleasant. Uh, <laughs> uh, and anything else you would like to do, Arnis? Uh, you said he's like 15 feet away? Yep. How far can Sir Carl get in his turn? Mm, I think at most like 10 feet. Oh, that's pretty good. Meaning he can reach him on the next turn, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Leopold's coming your way. But Perfect. if you want to... Carl, get him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a dog. <laughs> But okay, yes. <laughs> well, you get the idea, right? That, mm-hmm. Like, like I really, he has like free will. He can do what he wants. But like Carl, that guy, <laughs> we have our heading. <laughs> the most fell of beasts I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I love Carl. <laughs> so yeah, he leaps off your shoulder and hits the ground running. Yeah, I think at this point, I'm going to do something with Elizabeth that I've been ignoring up until now. Because they've had Veil underfoot. Esbeth is going to use a legendary action. Oh, dear. This one is called Wing Attack. Oh, dear. Esbeth beats her wings, and every creature within 10 feet must make a dexterity saving throw or take damage. Oh, dear. That's Aranus, Darwin, Sir Carl, Veil. Oh, dear. And... Just a sec, and uh, and your air elemental too. The damage uh, it'll be bludgeoning. Okay. So I imagine your air elemental has some resistances. Yeah. Not straight up immunities. It has one immunity. Ah, only poison. Yeah, you can't poison air. You can have poisonous air. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody make a deck save. I can roll for Carl. Gentle breeze rolls a gentle fourteen. <laughs> that was very gentle. They they might get blown away here in a second. Aranus, what'd you get? I got a 10. Okay. Uh, Sir Carl got a 16. Nice. Darwin. 24. Damn, Darwin. <laughs> um, Chris, mm-hmm. can you roll the deck save for Vale, but with disadvantage? Yes, I gotta find Vale's sheet. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, this is not what I, I was not expecting Vale to have to make any rolls tonight, but um, Sorry. yeah. That's no, okay. Okay. 16. Okay. Well, everyone except for Darwin failed. So, Darwin, you have that wonderful thing where if you pass, you take no damage, right? Correct. Cool. Then this is just a really strong wind. Everybody else is taking um, 12 bludgeoning damage. Oh, thank God. I was expecting so much more damage than that. There's an ant. Wait for it. And you're knocked prone, which that's that's got to be humiliating for Gentle Breeze to be knocked down by wind. They weren't expecting it. <laughs> that's fair. They're like looking the other way, totally expecting this attack to come from in front of them and just got pushed a little. Mm-hmm. And as Elizabeth slams her wings down, causing this massive burst of wind to knock everybody to the ground, except for Darwin. She leaps up into the air 40 feet and is now just flying there. It's not the most steady of flight with all the bone plating on her wings now, uh, but she's up there. Good for her. I thought so. 
And then, uh, then it's Darvin. How far out is Snellyhole at this point? Uh, 15 feet. Okay. I guess I'm going to attack him. Oh, go for it, buddy. Okay, so first, Lexor. 21. Yeah, that's going to hit. Um, 16 damage. Mm, okay. Second attack, also Lake Sword, ready? Yep. Ooh, uh, 13. You say 13? I did. That's not going to hit. Okay, punch. Actually kick with somebody like... Oh, the leg's coming up here too? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Funny, that's okay. Oh yeah, that's fine. It's it's all mental control anyways. Yeah. 16? No, that's not going to do it. Well, you get one good cut across Leopold. Scary Leopold. Snow Leopold. And his body starts closing back up after that slice and see the snow forming back together, changing color to look how he did in life with all this extra crap added on now. And then it's Iolana's turn. Cool. It's been a while since I've been outside. Yeah. So I come outside the door and take a look at what's going on and I go, holy shit. (laughs) And clearly we don't need to fight the dragon anymore because Veil's free. So we'll deal with the dragon later if we have to. But we have a larger pressing issue. How far is Leopold from me? I think since you were in the hotel, that's going to put him about 45 feet away. Cool. I can make that. It's going to require some magic tricks here, but it's going to be doable. All right. Tell me what magic tricks you're using. So I'm going to use, I got to find the name of it. It's called wind step. As part of my move, I can fly up to 20 feet for each side point I spend. And if I end this in the air, uh, I fall, which I don't need to do. So the way it works is I just kind of start running and I push off the ground and it like creates an air thrust that pushes mm-hmm. me the extra 20 feet. And I just need to spend one to make it because I've got a speed of 30. So nice. That should make up the difference, um, which is good because when I land, I noticed that these dudes are snow, right? Um, no, they've healed now. Okay. So, I mean, it looks scary as all hell, but yeah, after Darwin's last attack, he healed, like not healed, but you know, it closed up. Okay. Well, since I don't notice that, I'm just going to go for a uh, a double swing with my soul knife here. So let's roll the first one. Damn, that's a crit fail. <sighs> you suck, guy, because anything more than that, there was a good chance I was going to hit it because my bonus is ridiculous right now. Yeah. So let's His try whole different- body just like does this weird unnatural bend to the side as you thrust forward with that soul knife. Like, that's not natural. People don't bend that way. Let's roll a different die here. That's a crit. Nice. Okay. Roll four D8s now. We like that. We like that. We like four D8s. Yeah. Well, I know who I'm attacking first then. I thought it was going to be Darvin. Well, that's a thing. Huh. 22 damage, and that is uh, psychic. He will take all of that damage. That hurt a lot. So you stab into him and it's like the blades not cutting through his body. It's cutting into his mind. I think with a crit, like you shove it in far enough that your hand breaks the surface of his body and you can tell it feels like snow in there. And as you pull it back out, you see it close back up and he is 
He's got a new friend now. It's this lady who's stabbing him in the brain. And then at the end of my turn, I tell Gentle Breeze to attack this giant creature thing. Okay, go for it. And it's going to do giant creature. Is it a large creature? Is it huge? What is uh, it? He's large. Okay. So you can either do two slam attacks or you could do that whirlwind thing. Yeah, I think um, based on the fact that there's so many friendlies around, we're going to avoid the whirlwind right now. Uh. I don't want to throw it into somebody I like. Um, so he's just going to come up and do Thank the you. two slam attacks. Okay. I'm going to roll these together. That's fine. Oh, dude, Scott, you're going to love me right now. I got an 18 on one and a crit on the other. All right, go for it. Give me that damage. All right. So one I of do them love it. Like, is going to be two D8s. That's the 18. Yeah. So the first attack is going to be 12 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then, the, and then roll the other one because the math in my head wasn't going to work. And then the second attack... 17 plus 8. 8? Yeah. Plus, no, Why is, plus eight, eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my bad. 17 okay. plus 5 is 22. Okay, okay, okay. I got a little excited. Sorry. That's fair. Uh, so yeah, Gentle Breeze comes up and starts pounding Leopold with wind. And you see bits of his snowy body just get blasted off. Yeah. And then it's Ezabeth's turn. Leopold's still alive, Vale's still kicking, and does she recharge her breath weapon? She definitely does. Oh no. I love breath weapons that recharge on a four to six. Let's see, this is a line that is five feet wide. How many people can she hit with this? Because as far as she's concerned, you're all collateral damage at this point. So there's Leopold. Next to Leopold is Ilana and Gentle Breeze. Carl is headed that way. And Darwin and Arnis are still a ways back. So let's see. It's definitely going to go after Leopold. But it's got to include at least a couple other people here. Okay. Leopold, Darwin, and Gentle Breeze all make a dexterity saving throw. Big boy save here. This dice is dead to me. It just rolled a four. <laughs> After rolling a one, you suck die. That's not good. No, because it's a nine for a save. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Darvin, what did you get? 23. Jesus, Darvin. Damn, Darvin. He's a hot dice. I have a plus nine. I just rolled a 14. I know. It's just like really good. It's, it's acid. Okay. So unfortunately, your air elemental is going to take all of this damage. Are we? <laughs> Darvin, Darvin's like springing away on his sword leg and not taking any of this damage. Uh, Leopold is taking half. Let me roll this big number again. Yeah. Oh, mercifully low. Gentle Breeze will take 44 points of acid damage. Holy shit. Holy mother of. What? That, the last time she did it, it was 60 damage. I know. Still, though. And Leopold takes 22. Darwin, being a monk, takes none. I'm sad. Let me go back to her page. Boop, 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 boop. Um, okay. And then it is Leopold's turn. As the prime member here, representing the grayscape creatures. 
Unfortunately, he cannot get 40 feet into the air to attack Azobith. So, now comes a multi-attack against those people who are around him. Oh dear. First, Ilana, you watch as Leopold's mouth opens wide, and then the jaw continues to roll open and down, as if like there was a line from the edge of his mouth, like down his torso. The whole mouth just opens up, and this tongue flies out at you and is going to attempt a bite attack on you. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. He wants to eat you. It's a good thing this is radio and you can't see my face. (laughs) 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 How about a 20 to hit? Yeah, that's going to hit. Okay. First comes some damage. Ooh, two different types of damage. Okay, so first up, you're going to take seven piercing damage as his tongue begins to drag you into this ever-widening mouth. And then you're also going to take six poison damage and you are now grappled. Uh, The target is restrained, which means your speed becomes zero. You can't benefit from any bonus to your speed. Attack rolls against you have advantage and your attacks have disadvantage and you have disadvantage on deck saves. Got it. So you're now being grappled by Leopold's tongue, like halfway into his mouth. Gentle Breeze, on the other hand, is going to take basically a claw attack. As with one of his arms, he's just going to swipe at the wind, which sounds ridiculous, but he's going to do it anyways. Does this claw count as a magical weapon? Hmm. I'm going to say no. Thank you. Probably a good thing, because that's a 21 to hit. Shit, yeah. Gosh. Okay, this is getting crazy now. That's 19 piercing damage. And uh, I was going to say Gentle Breeze is grappled, but being an air elemental, they are immune to that. You can see Leopold try to grab on, but just slips away in the hand. Um, And then one more attack. Can't really move around much with all of you there. Who's hurt him the most is actually a tough question to answer. Um, It is still Iolana. So Iolana, with his other hand, he's going to try to rake his claws down your back. Awesome. That's going to miss. Yay. Unless you have an AC under 10 all of a sudden. Nope. And that's Leopold's turn. Aranus, what would you like to do? Well, just because it didn't work once doesn't mean it won't work a second time. I'm once again going to try to cast Firebolt. <laughs> okay. Try it again. Second time's a charm, right? That's how that sure. works. Sure. Sure. We'll go with it. That is a 26. <sighs> Leopold would love to pull that same move again where he just kind of opens up his center and lets it pass through, but that would mean dropping Iolana. And that's just not going to happen. So yeah, that hits. Brilliant. He's going to take six fire damage. Okay. As the fire hits him in the shoulder, it kind of sizzles out a little bit. But he stares at you. His eyes bore into yours as he's still attempting to try to swallow Iolana. Mm, no likey. Sir Carl. He can definitely make it there this time. Yes. Sir Carl rushes up in between Iolana's legs. And leaps onto Leopold. Sir Carl pulls out his flail 
and just goes right for the knees. Go, Carl, go. His first attack was a three on the die. That one's not going to work. No, Carl, no. But his second was a 14, and that's after his bonuses is going to land. Yay. Ooh, and Carl's going to deal max damage. As his little flail hits Leopold in one of the knees, there's a burst of radiant light, and that whole knee just explodes out, and Leopold drops down onto that knee, and he's like trying to reform that leg, but the liquid from the snow and stuff is not gathering fast enough, so instead it just forms a foot there at the end where his (laughs) knee should be, and he's lopsided now. That's such a great image. (laughs) I I don't know if that makes it any less terrifying now that he has one leg longer than the other. It doesn't. And a mouth that's open like, I don't know, five feet and is attempting to swallow someone. But yeah, Darwin, what would you like to do? I guess I'll tag Leopold again. Okay. So first, leg sword. Mm Mm-hmm. 17. Uh, That's going to hit. That's on the money. Nice. Wait for a second. I know you're used to rolling over 20 all the time. Right. So, wow, that's not a good draw. 12 damage. Ooh. Which animal part do you hit? Um, he currently has wasp, toad, rat, and then his own like alligator-like modifications. Wasp. Wasp. Okay. So that leg sword comes right down along his backside, severing that stinger, which he never got to use. Nice. And it falls to the ground and just melts away. And you hear him howl in pain. But he has, yeah, around Iolana. What do you do now? Oh, right. He's still around Iolana. Yeah. He's trying to eat her. I think I'm going to keep packing this. Okay. So second with the leg sword. All right. So 24. There you go. That's more like it. So that's also 12 damage. Which animal part are you attacking this time? So I got lost last time. Um, how about his own alligatory features? Okay, uh, yeah. His own alligatory features are his tattoos and his teeth and his like nails that he's filed into claws. So you just chop an arm off with, with your other leg kick, and it goes flying into the air and dissipates into snow before it even hits the ground. Nice. And he is screaming now. It is deafening in Iolana's ears. Sorry. And I punch, right? I'm ready. Okay. Just punch. It's a 19. That's also going to hit. Yay! Mm, 11. Jeez. Uh, where are you punching him? Mouth. The face. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to target an area near the mouth so it's going to encourage the release and pressure, but without being directly on the mouth so it's not too, you know, damage the line anyway. Well, right mm-hmm. now his mouth currently extends from, you know, just under his nose where a normal mouth starts. And extends all the way down to about his navel. I so if you want to punch, I gotta be more. I'm, no, I'm saying like his mouth is very large right now. But if you want to punch him in the face, he's yeah, also face. pretty. T- he's also pretty tall right now. He's 13 feet. Oh. Uh, so just no, I'm I'm gonna let you be badass here. Just roll a quick acrobatics check. <laughs> that flying bunt. It's a low DC. In those kung fu movies. Oh, I crit. Anyway, it's 25. <laughs> Superman punch. Gosh. Darvin. Yeah. yeah, You spring into the air, rising well above Leopold's head. What does this look like? Like when you punch him in the face, like are there twists? Are there flips? Yeah, twists. Okay. 
You do a nice twisting leap up into the air. And as you find yourself above Iolana, you stare him right in the eyes and you punch him. Just bam, right into the bridge of the nose. And his eyes start rolling and he's wobbling and he falls forward. Iolana underneath him. And as the two of them hit the ground, Iolana, for a moment, you just see this coming darkness of his mouth and the teeth beginning to surround you. And then as you hit the ground, he just shatters into snow and melts around you. The shard of Brumble's mantle there on the ground. Elizabeth still in the air. Iolana, you're no longer grappled or restrained, but you are prone. What do you do? I'm going to get up. That's mm-hmm. happening. Um, are there any other targets of value in the immediate vicinity that I may need to take out? Looking around, you see Adriana Bowfall, some sailors, one of those constructs who is helping guard the tavern. They are rushing around, kind of finishing off any creatures that are still posing a threat. Elizabeth is definitely still there. I don't know how much of a threat you consider her. Um, let's see who else would be here. One thing I will tell you for free, I think just because the battlefield has cleared a lot, you can see a couple of these snow creatures, creatures like Leopold and the others that came out (laughs) with him. Like you see, you see a very mouse like one. Let's see. What's another good bird. More like a soft, gentle bird, a soft, gentle bird, like a dove or a pigeon. Let's go dove. So yeah, there's like a mouse-like one and a dove-like one huddled in front of the tavern. Nobody's letting them in, but they are also clearly afraid, which is contrary to what you've seen from all of the ones in the fight. Uh, what do you want to do? Mm, was I like amped up for a fight? I've got all this power running through me. <laughs> I used two attacks. Well, blame the dragon and Darwin for doing so much damage. <laughs> Or the fact that I couldn't roll to save my life, or at least my or your fear. fear. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I think I'm going to move over next to the rest of the group, kind of like regroup with um, Arnis and Vale, and I'm going to tell uh, Gentle Breeze to join me. Okay. Follow. Yeah, they float along right behind you. That's pretty much my turn. I'm okay. not sure what the next action is, but I'm not also dissipating all this power I got flowing through me right now because I can hold on to it for a little while. That, that's fine. That's actually not a bad idea because it's Elizabeth's turn now. And she turns and sees Leopold and those snow creatures dead. And she'll first look to Darwin. I know how much you wanted me to spare that particular one, but he was clearly not to be left alive. As Stan corrected. As you yourself demonstrated. But now that they are out of the way, I can turn to the others who came out. And let's see if she recharges her breath weapon. She's going up to Vale. Um, yeah, yeah, she is. All right, bring and it. she recharged her breath weapon, so she's going oh, after Vale and Aranis and Iolana. This is where we total party wipe. Darwin's still over there. And so is Sir Carl. He's not in this attack either. Yeah, but if I die, Darwin's going to die. Oh, because I'm over where they pull this. Was. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Which is not where Vale was at. So, Aranis, Iolana, and Vale all need to make 
dexterity saving throws. Mm. Uh, Veil again with disadvantage. I mean, if you just want to choose to fail, you can. Oh, man. Fuck you, Scott. I had a four and a 20 on that roll. All right, so can I give you Ilana. Veil? I gotta, oh, I'm going to give you oh, Veil first. Okay, Veil. It's a 13. Not quite enough. Okay. Iolana. Uh, nine, no, wait, 17. <sighs> that 19 had me real happy for a second. It had me happy too. Because that would have been a save. Um, the 17 is not. Aranus. 25. Oh, thank Ooh. God. I mean, you're not a monk, so it's still going to hurt a little bit. But still, though, the healer might not be dead. (laughs) Come on. At most, this can only do 96 points of acid damage. Half of which would pretty much kill me. But let's find out how much it really does. Okay. Roll low. Not bad. Not bad. For us or you? (laughs) For you. (laughs) So, Iolana and Vale are taking 53 points of acid damage. Well, are you dead. tracking Vale's health or am I? Uh, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Arnis, that means you take 26 points of acid damage. Mother. Okay. It's more than half. Still alive? Oh, yeah. Ilana's still alive? Uh, Yeah. Cool. I didn't know how much those temps were burned through yet or not. Most of them were, but the little bit that were there helped. That was half my health, though. I have 25 hit points left. Oh, so if you had failed, you would have been down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. If I had failed, I would have died. Or I would have been down, passed out, making death saves. Woohoo. Leopold having been destroyed utterly, Ezabeth turns her attention on another creature who emerged from the crater. Vale. Not caring who she hurts in the process, Ezabeth unleashes a blast of acid, washing over both Vale and Iolana. Aranus manages to roll aside, avoiding the brunt of the attack, but still coming away burned. Oh, crap. I have to roll a con save. Oh, for your concentration? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how you're passing that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going to pass that, so my air elemental is gone. Oh, I'll miss you, gentle breath. Breeze. Gentle breeze. Sorry. I mean, the gentle breath is their cousin. Essence, the essence of him still remains. And it's just yeah, yeah. Kind of like the psychic pumping of him goes out. And now I just have the breeze. Around. The elemental form dissipates. Yeah. yeah. But the core doesn't get destroyed. Um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I'm glad we got that business taken care of first. Aranus, Darwin, Iolana, and Sir Carl are all able to turn in time to see Vale. Vale, what are your last words as you melt away? <laughs> Free Earl. And Snow Vale melts into the ground. I think you've all seen enough collateral damage from Ezabeth to know the difference between creatures from the Grayscape and creatures from this plane. The humans, elves, whoever else that got caught up in her acid breath before, melted partially, but their clothing or their skeleton at least survived. But the folk from the Grayscape, those like this veil, 
simply melt away and vanish. So yes, this was Snow Veil. This was not Real Veil. I hate to be insensitive, but thank God. (laughs) Thank God I didn't save Veil only to watch them die again. Right? That would have ruined Arnis. Yeah. Would have been like, I'm going to find Quince. (laughs) I don't care about anybody else. I'm retiring. I still don't know how easy this is for Arnis to see again, but um, it's you not, can take some solace. But I take that solace it wasn't, that it's not real veil. That it wasn't real veil, but um, creatures like Leopold and like Vale, who had a piece of them caught in the grayscape, don't really know the difference. <sighs> but yeah, Elizabeth just straight up attacked you all. Arnis, what would you like to do? Oh, crap. Her target was Snowvale, I'll remind you. But yeah. you did get hurt a lot, so I understand if you are pissed. Um I I have orders. Set with the deepest of eye rolls. Okay. I know what I want to do, but you're gonna have to tell mm-hmm. me if I can do all these things on a single turn. Okay. It's not a lot, but it might yeah, it might stretch things. What I want to do. I want to see if I can grab a piece of cloth, pick up the shard of Brumble's mantle, and then continue running toward where my mom said Sicarius was. Oh, yeah. She directed you to the Driftwood house to yeah. go into Vice Count Alicia's room, whom you have yeah. not met yet. Yeah. That's it? That's what I want to do. Okay. Because clearly, like, we we need her, so... But I want to make sure that that bit of Brumble's mantle that Leopold had isn't in play. Okay. I just don't know if you let me like pick up kind of two things or like rip off a piece of my clothing or something. I was going to say, I don't think it has to be pick up two things because you just got blasted with a bunch of acid. I guess so. There's probably like sleeves or pant legs or something just like dangling. Oh man, my clothes. After getting burned. Damn it. I know. Usually it's Darwin, but this time it's you. You know, and somebody already stole my tight (laughs) pants. Right, and now these tight pants are all effed up. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the tailor. All right. So, where do you rip a, a dangling piece of fabric from? Just like one of my sleeves. Okay, easy enough. You rip off a piece of your sleeve. You grab that shard, and you rush off towards the driftwood house. As you run away, you hear Sir Carl like trying to catch up. Like, wait, wait, are, are we done? Oh shit! Um, your friends are all still there. I guess that's true. Oh, should I shout back at him? Uh, I, if you want. Stick with Darwin and Iolana. Okay. Where they go, you go. Darwin, Aranis is running towards the Driftwood house with that shard. If you're running, pick up Carl. Carl, Carl pick up Carl. Uh, okay, I'm going to pick up Carl and follow Aranis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the two of you are rushing off to the Driftwood house then. Iolana, what about you? I guess I'm following, um, but before I do that, I want to kind of kick around Snowvale and see if there's any like remnants of them or anything if it's just all snow hmm I hadn't thought that far ahead but (laughs) you can roll perception or investigation if you want whichever one is better for you I've got an idea perception's better okay it's a 15 okay I wanted to make it easy because I think this would might be a cool thing to introduce here so Ilana you've been around dead bodies before bodies you've made Bodies you've had to help clean up. Bodies you've had to search for things. This type of body is unlike anything else that you've ever seen, mostly in the fact that it's just almost all gone. Like It's almost all just water. 
There's a few little clumps of snow that are just fizzling away. But as you kick around, you find a small blue steel colored ball of ice that is cool to the touch. It is the essence of this snow creature. I don't want to say essence. It's the core. If these grayscape creatures have a heart, it would be this. Okay. That's going to be interesting later. I'm going to go ahead and take that. Okay. Put it in a, uh, in a pocket in my cloak. All right. And then, Ilana, you're following after Darwin and Arnis? Yes. Okay. So that you're all rushing off. Elizabeth is not determined to follow you. She lands to the ground with a heavy crash. It is not graceful. Looking over your shoulder as she touches ground, you can see there's even more bone covering her. And she's just stalking the town now in dragon form, looking for other creatures to eliminate. Okay. I think we can fall out of initiative here since you're heading into the Driftwood House. So you all burst through the front doors of the Driftwood House, pushing your way into the hallways, and you're headed for Vice Count Alicia's room. Ilana, you don't know her unless Darvin or Arnis told you about her or you read it about it in Bale's journal, which would definitely be in there. Alicia is the vice count from Croba, and nobody's seen her that you know of. And based on Elizabeth's line of questioning, nobody is supposed to. But you all make your way through the halls. How do you find her room? <laughs> I'm not subtle. I uh, like literally the second I get in the door, I go, fuck, I don't know anything about this building. I've been in one room of this building and I just shout. What do you shout? I shout Sicarius. Let's see if I get a response. Like no, as loud you don't. as I can. Oh no. But coming around one of the corners is one of the guards slash attendants of the Driftwood House. And she just looks at you confused, like who? I she's in here somewhere with I guess or with like Vice Count Alicia. Oh. Well her quarters are down this way but i was told not to let anybody in i <laughs> oh you're i just i simply say well you're gonna let me in and i push past them okay um <laughs> ha- is anyone offer uh, like are you just like physically pushing them like is this you're shoving them aside. Are you just like running by them? Are you trying to intimidate them? Does anybody want to help here? I'm not really trying to intimidate them. I'm just like, I don't have time. I, I don't I don't have time to deal with you. I'm like, I'm off past them. I'm assuming the hallway's wide enough that I don't have to like shove them aside to get past them. No, no, you don't and have I just, to. I just go around them. All right. Make a uh, make a dexterity count. save as you try to rush by them. Like they reach out to try to grab your arm. <laughs> 26. The fingers touch your arm and just like, you're just already gone. Like you're already past them. They turn around and they just face Darvin and Elon. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Nobody else. One's enough. It doesn't actually matter. I hold up my still glowing psychic blades and go, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good move. <laughs> Roll intimidation with advantage. Yeah. Thank you. It's a very scary time that they're already on edge. Thank God I rolled a 19 because I have no bonuses. 
they instantly back off of Ilana. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Nobody said anything about magic knives. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Darvin, how are you getting past this clearly hapless guard? <laughs> I, I have a like disembodied leg just kind of following me around. <laughs> That's the leg hopping around. I figured. Boop, 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 boop. So I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, like point to the leg and you know like, like point to the sword. Yeah, point to the sword. I'm like in my hammock before the show that like the leg is kind of doing what I say, and they'll be like, eh, shrug, really? really? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I think at this point, Worst group ever. Oh God. Um, what what is that gonna be? That gonna be persuasion, intimidation? Like, are you getting um, a laugh out of him? What do you want? <laughs> well, probably intimidation. Yeah. Which I okay, been... you'll have advantage. Nice. Just because like things have been going so poorly for this guy. Ooh, advantage is twelve. I think like as you're stepping up, he or sorry. This is a female guard. My apologies. I already referred to them. Like, that's how they started. As you walk up, she, like, goes to put a hand to your chest, and then, like, your leg starts hopping by. She turns, like, <laughs> trying to put a hand on the leg, and then, like, you're walking by. And it's just all, like, I'm only one person. <laughs> like, I just see her, like, uh, 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 I don't have enough hands. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you all made it past this very hapless guard. <laughs> oh, poor guard. I almost feel bad, except it was so funny that I don't. <laughs> oh, wait. That's true, and we didn't hurt them. Thank you for not hurting them. You're welcome. That was not my intention ever, so it's fine. You make it to a door at the end of the hallway, which has a sign that just says, Keep out. No guests, visitors, or otherwise. Uh, oh, and you stop, and that's it. Oh, the sign says no. Oh, oh. I, no! I sorry, I didn't know you were waiting for me to do something. I, I'm waiting for anybody to do something. I just pound on the door and shout, "Sicarius!" You hear a very young girl's voice reply back, "Who's there?" My name is Arnis. I was sent by Sicarius's mother. She needs to come now. Oh, Commander Bowfall. Um, okay, come on in. Okay, open the door. Okay. Before you, you all see a very plush, very nice guest room. You know, big four-post bed, like fancy velvet curtain drape things on there. Candles burning, some food. It's all like fruits and nuts. Some comfy chairs. Nice, big, well-polished mirror on the wall. There in the bed, underneath some blankets, you see a young girl. She appears to be like just under 10, maybe. Uh, she has a round face, a smattering of freckles, and slick auburn hair. She has blankets pulled up like just above her waist. She's, she's an elf, obviously. And she looks at the three of you. Oh, or sorry. She looks at the four of you. Sir Carl's still there. Oh, hi, strangers. Hi. Uh, come on in. I mean, if you're friends of the commander, um, it'd be nice to chat. Entering into the room, you all are able to take a good look around and there's no sign of anyone else, but what there is a sign of over in the corner, kind of standing up against the wall, Darwin and Arnis, you both recognize half 
of the teleportation box from the Grung. Son of a bitch. Ooh, what's that? Yolanda's is interesting. I mean, it's a very plain looking box, but it does stand out as being overly plain. As, like not going with the rest of the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've never met Vice Count Alicia, so I would have no idea that that's who I'm addressing. Well, you know so it's her room. I'm going to accidentally be rude. Know that it's not oh. on purpose. Like, Awesome, I, I love it. I, I'm, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> so she says... Oh, my name's Alicia. I'm, I came here with the commander from Crowbar. Have you ever been there? Uh, it's lovely. Yes. yes, we have. Apologies. I did not mean to be rude. Where is Sicarius? Oh, well, she's... I, I was told she's through the, through the box. I, uh, wh- why did she do that? What, what do you mean? Why did she... She went through before we even came here while we were still... In the frost swamps. Wait a m- Wait. What? She went to Honey Hollow to help out there. So... So when Commander Balfall told me to go get Sicarius, she meant go through the box. Um, To I go guess. get her. Um, unless you can, like send her a message without going through but oh son of a bitch i'm gonna kill that woman what fine <laughs> why are we taking this commander's orders says iolana who knows no idea what's going on i'd really love to explain it to you but i have to go through a box now wait wait why are you why are you <laughs> okay arnis explain to me please in some way why this is so pressing we can help the people here while we're here why do we have to go through this box we don't even know it's gonna work i don't know what it does well i mean i okay one i'm fairly certain that the box works (laughs) two (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you for that much at least that was like a whole big thing (laughs) two there's more people here that need help than i can help but it's not your job to help everyone. Well, don't we have a bigger problem to solve right now? Which is what? The withering? Finding Veil? I mean, if you stop to heal every injured person along the way, we're never going to complete this task. Are we going to have to have an empathy discussion again? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we, are we going to have to do that? Are we, gonna, are we really going to do that right now? She actually makes a pretty good point, doesn't she? I mean, I can't save everyone. We, we've stopped the attack. They've got their own healers. And if the commander wants this girl, the commander can send one of the commander's soldiers. They're a commander, after all. It doesn't have to be you. Did, um, did my mom bring um, uh, guards or soldiers from Kroba? You haven't seen any. Um, but no, like this was mostly like a diplomatic mission. She came, brought the vice count. She came with some grung. That was pretty much it. Yolanda, she can't send a soldier if there are no soldiers to send. Pretty sure I saw some guards in town. Like, there are plenty of other people to help. I I just don't understand why it has to be us when we have so much on our plate already. And how much difference is really going to make? Right. Listen, all right, let's, let's compromise. I'm all for compromise. Let's go through the box. If she's not on the other side of the box, we come back. We leave a note that says, hey, hurry your hiney to the other side of the box, they need your help, and then we can continue. 
<laughs> what? Her, your hiney. <laughs> Just taking away all the force of that statement. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just try to know this is her, your hiney, throughout the box? Attached to a rock. Because you don't know what's on the other side of the box. Like, it's you don't beautiful. know if she's right there. It's beautiful. Or if there's anybody there. I mean, you could. I'm not saying you can't. Obviously, you could just throw messages through the box. Um, As we're all debating this, Sir Carl says, well, helping others is its the good thing to do. It's only proper. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> and Vice Count Alicia will say, oh, well, if you're going, you know, you can take some snacks with you. And she motions over to the table where the food's laid out. Is it going to take us that long to get to the other side of the box? I don't know. I mean, I haven't been through it. I just like having snacks. <laughs> Thought you might too. It's kind of adorable. Oh my god! I know this is a really weird time to be asking this, Alicia. May I call you Alicia? Yeah, she nods. How? Um, how do you know? I mean, I know that like she's your second, but like you are much younger than I was expecting. How is it you know Commander Balfall? Or how did the two of you get, like, connected? I was assigned to Crowbaw, and she was there. I was told she was going to look after me until I got older. Whoa. They didn't have anybody, like... I mean, no offense, I'm sure you're great, but, like, they didn't have anybody older to assign to, like, run a city? I I don't... I I don't know. I didn't ask my dad. Um, I just figured if this is where he wanted me to be, then this is where I was supposed to be. Or oh, there, man, you Vale know. would shit themselves right now. <laughs> you're, you're, and who is your dad? Dad? No, he's dad. Um, he wears the like, crown. He sits in the big oh throne. My god. King. Oh, oh my god! Shit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, cool. Uh. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'm having a real big debate as to whether Arnis dive just dives into the box or like runs out of the room, and I I can't decide. Or, or what? Sorry, Nate. <laughs> into the mic, Nate. This is the chance. You're available hostage. Oh shit! Okay. Um, oh, uh, no, I didn't even. That didn't even occur to me. Right, that might not occur second. to Ardis. I don't know yeah, if that occurs to anybody else in the room. That's not going to occur to Ardis. It occurs to Darwin. Uh, uh, um, I, 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 I can't. I find the nearest piece of paper. I write like the fastest of notes I can, like fold it into a, like roll it into a ball, toss it into the box, and then like we're out of there. Okay. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's deal with the paper first. Okay, what does the note say? Uh, just, just uh, a fighting is broken out. We need a healer. You need to come back now. And and I I, I sign it from like from Arnis, but then also write like on your mother's orders. Mm. Damn, your mother sends orders. All right, so Arnis, you quickly scribble down this note and toss it through the box. As soon as it hits the opening plane of the box, it just vanishes. And then there's no sound coming from the other side. And then note passed. Vice Count Alicia looks at all of you and just says, oh, is, was that all? You just, you're not actually going to go through? 
I kind of wanted to hear what it was like, but I, okay, that's all right. I'm sure, I'm sure I can hear back from Sicarius when she gets back or from the commander. Um, um, but you, you can, you can still take some snacks if you want. So what are people going to do? I think we should take the snacks. Okay. Um, Arnis is going to grab like a handful of whatever the nearest thing is and just like take it and like leave. You got a handful of almonds. Yes, almonds. Protein. Arnis doesn't really <laughs> care. It's just food. Like, <laughs> Yolana just follows them out. Same. Okay. Alicia is like, it was nice meeting you. Oh, it'd be nice to talk to more people. Bye. Um, and where are you going? What's what's happening? I don't honestly know what the next step is for us right now. Because I can't remember what our next step was when we came back from um, the Well, you all learned that the portal to the Grayscape was still open. I think that was the goal. I don't know if those priorities have changed now that the Snowkin have started coming out. Now that a shard of Brumble's mantle has been discovered and not to be totally inert. And I don't know if you still wanted to go find uh, the body of Patches. I think uh, all of it requires us to head down into the hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's up. on the way there. I mean, I'm going to have to talk to my mom briefly. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get right to that. As you rush out of the vice count's room, you walk right by that guard again and... As you pass her up, she tries to catch Darwin's leg, but it still just hops away. <laughs> and she just kind of like throws her hands up in frustration. Heading back out into the town proper, things seem to have calmed down. People are coming out of the tavern. People are coming out of the hotel, quite scared. There's a few snowkin who are around who don't seem to be aggressive. They seem either scared or curious. Um, just because they've never been here before. Elizabeth is patrolling the outside perimeter of the town, keeping a lookout for anybody who might have gotten away. The entrance into the cavern, or sorry, the entrance into the crater is totally unguarded at this point. So if you want to go down there, you can. I mean, that's our next destination at okay. this point. Yeah, I want to... But if you want to run into your mom before you head down there, sure. Yes. As you're heading towards the crater, Adriana Balfall comes rushing up. She has dropped the blade there's no more white crackling light but now like half that arm is covered in like bone veins and it extends up to her face almost like lightning across her face were you able to get a hold of sicarius we left a note she wasn't there she wasn't there uh we kind of have things to deal with here you didn't tell me i was gonna have to go through a flipping box to get to her that's like asking you to go into the hotel to get somebody. You go in, find Sicarius there. Honey Hollow's not that big. Uh, no, 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 no. What you told me to do was go into the Driftwood house, into that room, and get her. You didn't tell me go into the Driftwood house, go into the room, go into a whole nother friggin' town, search for her, and bring her back. I didn't think I was gonna have to spell out no. every step. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You know, there was a fight going on. Things were a little hectic. I was trying to shorthand some instructions. I apologize. I wasn't trying to trick you into going to another town. I just know that you already know Sicarius and you already know the town. So I thought it would be faster for you than anybody else. 
But if she's got a note, it's fine. She'll be here sooner than later. I won't keep you if you've got pressing business. Good. You should know, and maybe you noticed, apparently there are still some shards of a very powerful device that are around and still active. Looks like a like kind of black gemstone, large one. These things are bad. They should not be touched. So if anyone finds one, they should be very careful with it. Okay. I don't know of any personally, but it was the dwarves who were excavating. They might know something. I can talk with them. And when you get back, I can go over those details with you if you want. Well, we're we're going down there anyway. Uh, well, I'm, the dwarves aren't down there right now, obviously. Oh, got it. Right. They all ran when everything started right. Yes, of charging course. out of there. Of course they did. Like smart people running away from danger instead of toward it. Yes, mm-hmm. they did that. Yes, I can, I can gather some intel here if you've got business down there. Yeah, we do. We'll go. I, there's plenty of work to do here. And there's work to do down there. Let's get it done. Uh, um, try to, uh, try to be safe. Okay. Oh, um, and I like kind of taken aback a little. (laughs) I kind of do a like, yeah, Arnis is not in good shape right now. I kind of do a, like, I look, look one side and I like look to the other and I like give her a really quick hug and just be like, okay, I gotta go. Um, be safe. Make sure to eat. I don't, I don't know what to, <laughs> she's so, she's such at a loss. I was not expecting any of this from you. <laughs> uh, and I just like, I, I just like start to walk away. Like I can't. Okay. All right. Everybody, as you head down in through the crater, what remains of that shop is little more than debris. The dwarves have replaced the ladder down. There's clear evidence of excavating tools and equipment, more than just axes and shovels. There's pulley systems, there's buckets, uh, other mining equipment, material, lanterns. Even though they have dark vision, they still like light to help them discern materials from one another. And as you head down to that staircase that Darwin and Aranis, you are quite familiar with, there's debris that has fallen from the ceiling all over. The dwarves have cleared a good path. It is a safe path, but they didn't just pull out all the debris. They just made sure there was enough room to get down. And you find yourselves once again in this cavern where you first encountered Leopold, where you last saw Patches, where this withering all began. As you make it to the bottom of the stairs, you do come across a couple dwarves, their bodies, clear signs of the withering, emaciated leg, bone arm, bone face. They've been trampled and cracked. Whatever came pouring out of that portal did not care if there were people in their way. And there, farther across the room, is that same portal that Patches opened up those weeks, months ago. And you approach it and there's a faint, swirling, dark purple and blue light. There's clear signs of numerous, numerous, dozens and dozens of people, if not hundreds, who have rushed through here coming out. And now you set your sights to make your way in. Anything people are doing before you go in. I'm trying to think of that we need to do. I mean, we really all kind of need, like, sleep. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Can we, like, take a short rest before we go in? Sure. 
Now, what do you want to do with the short rest? Uh, heal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, since we're all kind of since we're all dead. kind of like three quarters dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I think if you want a short rest, you can take this time to heal. Okay. Other than healing, while you all roll your dice, is there anything you want to do down here? Because you can do light activity. Yeah, I want to search for like any sign of like patches or the mantle down here. Okay. You still have that one piece of the mantle, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Roll investigation or perception. Ooh, I got a six. Mm, There's absolutely no sign of any other shards of Brumble's mantle that you can see. But there by a long burned out bonfire is the body of a small elf boy. (sighs) Patches. He's been like straightened up and like, like they had found his body. And oh, they were like getting it. it ready to like excavate, like pull him out and everything. Like they were trying to be respectful of him, but they hadn't gotten to that point yet when all these people came pouring through. I want to just do like, I want to do like a quick check just to like make sure he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure they did it already, but like, I want my own personal confirmation that he's dead. With this whole hour, yes, he's dead. He's very dead. Okay. Darwin can confirm. Very dead. <laughs> Very dead. Confirmed. <laughs> dead confirmed. Well, he's had to deal with dead bodies on a different level from Iolana or Vale. Like, I guess that's true. Actual rights of the dead. And part of that is making sure the dead person is dead. Yeah, no. Very dead. All right. So did everybody roll some healing dice? Uh, no. Yeah, let me do that. Oh, yeah. By all means, please do. I was just trying to have some conversation to pass the, the dice rolling time. Um, if you are using healing dice, you get one extra D8 for free. Because Wow, isn't that uh, nice? Isn't that nice for you? I got lucky. Yeah. You can spend as many hit dice as you want. You can only get RNS's bonus once. Yeah. But you do get your con bonus every time. Oh, Jesus. Just let me know when folks are happy with their health. Not not happy with it yet. I just keep rolling then. I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Darvin, all good? Yeah. Cool. So everybody's had a chance to heal up a little bit. Search around the room. Patches still lies dead. No other signs of shards from Brumble's mantle are around. And the portal remains open, propped open by Corum and by Darwin's death, which he does not get to claim. And here's a very interesting thing that I had forgotten about until sometime during this past week. A great deal of magic from Patches and this portal had been siphoned away by the mantle so that when Arnus first passed through, he basically existed in both places at once. Who's the first to walk through this portal? It's safe. I'm not saying it's not safe, but who's the first to pass through? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Aranus, this is a very familiar feeling. As you walk through the portal, you once again find yourself standing both in the cavern and in the grayscape. You move about freely in the grayscape, but your body remains standing sort of in a trance back in the cavern. You can see through those eyes and you can hear through those ears. When you think about it, 
when you take care to note what it's easy enough to tune out. Does that freak anybody else enough out to not follow? No. Okay. I just want to make sure because I just wanted to like walk everybody else through. No, yeah. I'm going to be kind of fascinated by that for a minute. That's super nifty. Yolana, as you step through, it's the same sensation. Uh, It's a splitting of yourself and a doubling of your senses. And you stand in a place you've never been before. The sky is this heavy gray that almost seems to be falling around you. The ground beneath you is snow, but it is loose. And it is more fluid than walking through a snowfield, which is actually a change that Aranus and Darwin will both pick up. Darwin, as you walk through the portal, you still have a very special guest with you on your shoulder or in your hand as you walk Sir Carl through this portal as well. Uh, (laughs) And for him, it is a very disorienting experience. Uh, For you, it's a little bit, but you've been in the grayscape before and focusing in on your body's senses, you can all see the group of you standing there in the cavern still. But here in the grayscape, you're able to move about. The ground is far more soft and liquid and slushy than it was before. Across the horizon, you see the gray almost falling into the snow, the snow giving way to water, and the water giving way to currents beneath the surface, pulling the snow, the sky, and anybody who doesn't have their footing to an unknown location. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash skyrenpodcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Tucker Tuttle and Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.